PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Okay, uh, listeners, this week... I happen to be in White River Junction, Vermont, but I'm here for a very good weir, a very good reason. Uh, I'm participating in Industry Day uh, at the Center for Cartoon Studies, uh, a remarkable uh, institution uh, for training your cartoonists. I'm here with the co-founders, cartoonist James Stern, his partner uh, Michelle Ali. Um, thank you both for being on More to Come. Thank it's you. Nice yeah, yeah. It's nice to be here. Good yeah. to see you in the junk, Calvin. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, it's it's really cold, but I'm really glad to be here. Uh, you I think w- 70s cold? Uh, well, is it se- was it 70 today? Well, I'm keep thinking about yesterday when it was maybe minus 70, or that's what was in my mind. Was Oh, you're, you're not. You're, that's fake news. <laughs> that's a fake weather report. Um, trust me. It's cold, but it's not quite as cold today. But anyway, we're actually sitting in a really comfortable lounge yeah. called Elixir in White River Junction and um, knocking back a few. And this isn't the first interview I've done with a glass in my hand. That's all right. Well, that's what's half finished. Um, but uh, tell us about industry. Well, well, tell me something about sort of that I'm, about the Center for Cartoon Studies. I mean, it's this is a remarkable institution, ten years old or a little more than that now. Um, James? <laughs> yeah, so uh, every year we invite uh, editors and publishers uh, from big houses, small houses uh, to come up to White River Junction, agents, and give mm-hmm. a snapshot about mm-hmm. the publishing industry to our students. Mm-hmm. And uh, we invited you this year, Calvin, yeah, yeah. Uh, to moderate yeah. and just kind of uh, kind of paint a picture of what it's like out there. How do you find an agent? Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you mm-hmm. expect when you sign a book deal? How do you get a book deal? What is a book deal? <laughs> yeah. um, yes. All these different things that go through students' minds to kind of help them navigate. Because, you know, for a lot of these students, that's uh, they want to get their work out there. And uh, yeah. this is... Uh, uh, and I'm here uh, along with Robin, Robin Chapman from First, first Second. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hi. Hey, that's, that's Robin. Uh, Kevin Chap? Yeah, from uh, Chap, Chap Books. Um who else was? Oh, uh, Tanya McKinnon uh, from literary the Tanya agent. McKinnon Literary yeah. Agent, and Sheila Keenan from Penguin Random House, and we had a, a really a wonderful day today. It was uh, awesome engaging yeah, with the students. But uh, but tell us more. I mean, for those who don't know, I mean, the Center for Cartoon Studies uh, it, it trains you in how to make comics, um, and it's got uh, an, a remarkable uh, legacy over these ten years of. of, of creating new comics artists. The faculty members are extraordinary, but I'm going to switch wow, over to Michelle beer you, man. I know, going. I know. This is, believe me, I was much more coherent earlier today. This is good. No, keep going. But Michelle, like, tell us about promotion. the school and what your mission is. Well, I think I think you've actually described it quite well. You know, the, the program is designed to to support students that are interested in producing their work in any format. Um, we see students that are interested in web comics, maybe taking their work into um, tr- more traditional graphic novel um, format, um, weeklies, not as much. Who um, some of your graduates? Well, I mentioned earlier today Lucy Nisley. Lucy Nisley, uh, for sure. And, and we have a recent graduate, Tilly Walden. Yes, who's got a big book coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got a few where we had actually the publishers here today, so it was interesting to, you know, for our current students to hear about the process, how they maybe 
how they maybe found their way to these agents or publishers. So today was interesting, uh, where where you were able to, along with a couple other people, look at the work from the students and Mm -hmm. maybe hear about their stories and what they're interested in producing. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of opening the door to the studio. Um, So the school now is like a little over 10 years old. It it is. So how did, first, you're a cartoonist. Yeah. Um, um, uh, The Golem's Mighty Swing was one of the first books I ever encountered with your name on it, yeah. a wonderful book that apparently there's a new edition coming out this year. There is, yep. Uh, uh, I also know about Unstable Molecules. Yeah, fantastic um, horror story. You are an engineer. <laughs> Used to be. <laughs> Used to be an engineer. Yeah. So tell, how did you two get together to decide to open a, a cartooning school? I was on a book tour with the Golem book at the uh, Minneapolis College of Art and Design. And um, when I was on tour, I was offered a job there. And uh, when I went back to interview for it, Michelle was working there, and uh, (laughs) Michelle interviewed me, and I wound up not taking the job, but the president of the college at the time and I struck up a friendship. Mm -hmm. And when I decided to kind of, uh, to really, to go for it with the Center for Cartoon Studies, it was just me in an office for a little while, and, and this uh, guy, John Slorp, who was president of, of Minneapolis College of Art and Design, he was kind of coaching me and helping me, and as soon as uh, I got a little momentum going, it was clear that, you know, you need help. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he said to me, uh, I know this woman, Michelle Ali, and just sang her praises to the moon, and said, you know, she just sent me her resume today because she's going to be looking for some other work. Here it is. And I saw this resume, and uh, it was as impressive as it's, you know, he made it out to be. And I emailed Michelle right away. And I, I still remember it was in 2003, and it was on April 1st. So, <laughs> Mich- that's a, and this guy, John, a sign was, of something. She, yeah, John is quite the trickster. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so, Michelle got an email about a guy starting a cartoon school in White River Junction <laughs> who has no money. This would be the uh, type of joke I would play. Uh, so, and, uh, <laughs> and just, you know, it just seemed like a very odd, um, an but, odd thing. But what did I do? I responded, which, which respond. really kind of speaks to my character. There you go. <laughs> but it's funny, two, like, two of our early board members were founding trustees at the yeah. Europa Institute, the first Buddhist college, and they helped start the um, the Allen Ginsberg. Wait, no, the Jack Kerouac the Jack School Kerouac. for Disembodied Poets. Okay, and um, so the idea of a cartoon school wasn't it strange seem that to them. Yeah, yeah, that seems pretty concrete in comparison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's funny. After the very first year at the Center for Cartoon Studies, it was really exhausting. You know, starting a school and feeling so responsible, and there's so much work to do. You know. Um, and I was just so utterly exhausted, and I couldn't imagine having to do that again. And there was this, uh, I read this memoir that summer by somebody who was uh, an inaugural student of the Jack Kerouac School of Disembodied Poets. And um, uh, William Burroughs kidnapped this guy and almost shot him. And, and he recounts this okay. in the memoir, and I thought to myself, <laughs> "We're doing pretty good." Yeah, yeah. like yeah. none of my fa- you know, none of the faculty kidnapped somebody. Nobody's life was no, in danger. No firearms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this was like this was like our self-study. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, Michelle, yeah. what, well, what was, did you think? Why did you think that starting a comics well, these, school was a good idea? Well, I was an engineer for a while mm-hmm. after college and during college, um, but I was a graphic designer and I ran a studio. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, at Minneapolis College of Art and Design, I just saw over 
seen admissions for a while and being involved with starting a degree program there, I saw so much opportunity with comics. Um, uh, from all the portfolio days I would go to across the country and around the world, I'd see comics yeah. um, more than anything in the admissions process. And then also within the curriculum, I kept seeing people drawing on the comics sort of, you know, mm -hmm. met methodology in their work. And we just uh, struck up interest right away. And it seemed to make sense that there's an there's an opportunity out there. There's not um, a school that's serving it at this point. And MCAD, you know, had a major at the time, but it just didn't have the exact same sort of structure that we were thinking this would be. Oh yeah, um, and at the time I was going to you know SPX, and you had this ballroom full of young people who are all many people going to art school yeah. or in universities, all like this vital art form, and nobody's. Like this is all work they were doing outside of their classes, and it yeah. just seemed like that seems strange. Like well, sort of the classic comics, you know, training. You, yeah. you did it outside of actually. Well, there was a stigma to it as sure. well. Like there were, there were. I, I, I can remember sitting through over the years different um, meetings and presenting. You know, the idea of, of elevating comics, and not everyone really felt the same way in the excitement that we carried. You know, with comics, so you were kind of going upstream. Yeah. Um, and we, we we saw that early on. So the idea of to create it in a way that you could all this within your own structure um, and at that time there was there were people hungry to attend yeah. yeah and what's interesting is so move to White River Junction right? why, why not why and, not why not and, and why not? so so you know there was uh, people were excited and I remember getting this email from um, a former student of mine from the Savannah College of Art and Design and she said I you know you're starting you know we're sharing some of the plans she's like I want to come up I want to help I'll, if you need your toilets cleaned I'll team toilets I just want to be part of this and the rest of this story, yeah, Robin Chapman Robin sitting Chapman. right here, is now an editor at, at, at First Second Books. Yes, uh, she's like, me. let's do this. That's right, cartoonist, uh, editor of First Second Books, yeah. and um, what researcher into the mini comics industry, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. So you you yeah. were just yeah. like, let, let let's me, get about yeah, mini yeah. industry. Let me yeah. move. <laughs> let me move up to White River and, and, and do what we can, do what I can to help. Right. Yeah. I mean. You were founding faculty. When yeah, I was, right. you're a faculty member. Yeah, when I was at uh, the Savannah College of Art and Design, James really stood out as a professor. He, the way he thought about comics and he thought about the the art form, I really clicked with. Um, and I, I wasn't finding that really in the rest of the curriculum. I, I just wanted to create these stories for the love of it, for the because I just was in love with this medium, and I really wasn't trying to figure out like how to fit this into like a career. Like it was just I want to make these stories and. The, the, the art form was first, and and um, so when James was starting a school, I just really wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. So and, uh, and th thankfully he, he took me on. Yeah. We okay. were desperate, Robin. No, <laughs> we could have done it without so you. So you you got the idea. You 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 got a partner. You got a, uh, an employee. Well, I mean, I know this is probably out of chron chronological order, but I'm curious. How do you how do you get started? Where did the funding come from? kind of multi it was all happening at the same time uh -huh. you know yeah back uh -huh. then there was this whole idea of like this creative economy there was an economist named Richard Florida and he talked about how you know in areas um, that are kind of down and out there's an opportunity for artists to move in and kind of lead the way towards economic development and, sure. and, and a lot of that was resonating with a lot of like urban development people so we we, we kind, kind of, of we hitched that, that yeah. we yeah. fed off that energy a little bit. We still bit. do even. I think like mm -hmm. you know, it's like it's a revitalization tool, yeah. and uh, the the city had already was starting, or the town 
was starting to experience some of this. Mm-hmm. We had uh, the Tip Top Media Arts Building that had you know 26 tenants had already been renovated, brought in a full force of creativity. We had the Main Street Museum downtown that already was a cultural center. And so we have these sort of elements already in place in the village. And there's so. timing, right? This is before the economic downturn. Yeah. Um, this is a time where comics, you know, in 2001, that's when the Golem book came out. Mm-hmm. But I think in 2000, Jimmy Corrigan came out right around mm-hmm. there. And there was this, you know, when Mouse came out in 86, it was like, you know, graphic novels, you know, comics just aren't for kids. And then it's like, okay, what comes next? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it was almost like another generation had yeah. to learn from Mouse that this started, you know, we started seeing the, 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 the next generation of books. And so all of a sudden, in early 2000, you know, Joe Sacco sure. and mm-hmm. Dan Clouser mm-hmm. and cartoonists are in the Whitney Biennial and yes. they're winning literary awards. So in it was a good time. It I was guess, a good time. It was a good time. In conventions like small press and yeah. all these, you know, it's, the expos were kind of like to art, align everybody. Art, I ran into art in New York at some opening and he said, what's going on with you? And I said, oh, I'm starting this cartoon school. And I described it a little bit. He's like, well, let me know and if I can do yeah. anything to help. And I thought, all right, a lot of people say this, but not everyone comes through. And like a couple weeks later, some funding I thought was going to happen fell through. Michelle was packing her bags about to come to White River. And I said, oh, shit, how's this going to work? And and I called Art. And I was like, remember when you said you'd like to help? And, you know... You know, within like you know, a couple months he later, he he's here. in White River Junction doing a fundraiser. Ah, and mm-hmm. uh, Peter Laird, uh, yeah, Ninja Turtle, of the Ninja, Tur- uh, the Ninja Turtles he uh, guy. Wrote, yeah. He was a big he supporter a big early on. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. The, and Gene Schultz, and uh-huh. you know, the, the, oh, the list yeah. goes on. Yeah, it just showed, it just, it just demonstrated the, yes. uh, the belief and you the know belief, the, the concept that we had. And mm-hmm. yeah. it, it seemed like the story kind of started to tell itself. It, took, it was a ton of work. I mentioned this during. So you took over. You took over a former department store. Right. That was, that was our first, first building. building. Yeah. yeah, but it, you've got a little mini campus now. Three buildings. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about. It. Yeah, yeah, there's three buildings, but we we uh, we got a chance to look at the I guess the original. Sure, sure. The clock. CCS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That came about with. Um, some support through a grant that allowed us to um, remove asbestos. Yeah, in so the you building. work with the state. So we so work with the yes. state. state gave us some, yeah, some, some, uh, some that, money. That's an example, I think, of like you know being able to in a small town like this and in a small state. Within mm. a few weeks, I meet the governor. I meet the yeah. you know you really you really do have access to programs, to people, to the government, mm. and. I think that just kind of motivates you to kind of go to the next step. So whereas in another state, it might the bureaucracy may have been too overwhelming. Um, here, you have access. Yeah, you're just support. one degree of separation yeah. for everybody. Yeah. And actually, that you know, the, the money to fix up the Kalani, it's not like the state gave it to us. It's actually yeah. an investment. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that yeah. is owned by the Vermont State Housing Authority, yeah. which is owned by the state mm-hmm. and uh, run by the state. And you know they gave money to fix up this building, and well, that building and the became this is the name of the old store that was there. The, the old department store, store. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. that's driven kind of economic revitalization. Mm-hmm. Resi- we revitalization. Should, so. We should clarify though that the funding that they gave us to remove asbestos. Yeah. So these buildings that are in these old towns have all sorts yeah. of upgrades that are needed yeah. that are infra- infrastructure based. Yeah. And so the asbestos held that building from moving forward. Mm-hmm. And a school like ours, you know, a nonprofit could come in and work with a government agency mm-hmm. and, and make this possible. So we brought these three buildings online that may have been quite challenging for a for-profit to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we were in the uh, 
uh, I guess you call it the main building. Now this is the, uh, the post, post office, office building. Yeah, post office, which WPA is this wonderful building. Yeah, beautiful. Era, yeah, post office building. Yeah, uh, that has the library, the the Charles Schultz Schultz, Yeah, the Schultz Library. Yeah. Which is absolutely amazing. Thank it you. really is a fantasy. It's a, of, it's of, a very special of comic place. book yeah. publishing. It's incredible. Uh, how many volumes are in it? It's over fifteen thousand now. Yeah. And that doesn't include like we have a we have a full separate offsite. <laughs> Like, We're all kind of lot. like, wait a minute, where'd How you many? pull that number? Hang on, yeah, yeah. Fact check. Fact check that one. Yeah, she okay. exaggerates quite a bit. <laughs> I, could be off. I could be off. I could be off a few volumes. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's but a we lot. Have, but we also have like an off-site library. And we have an archive now. You know, it's just, yeah. it's uh it's kind of turning into what well, yeah. hasn't. It is an official, you know, it, library and school. Yes, it's yeah. and it's a, it's a, a remarkably well-stocked, beautifully, like, organized library. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real deal library. Um, so you've got three buildings. So what 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 is the classes like? What are the what's the curriculum? I mean, I we have a student here yeah. right now, Sophie. Sophie Hughes. Hey, Sophie Hughes is here, <laughs> and, and and we all, we can talk about the curriculum. But Sophie, let's yeah. talk to let's ask a student. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what classes are you taking, Sophie. Uh, so it's a mixture, actually. Um, one of the most exciting classes. I think is by Steve Bissett, who uh, who is one of the artists on Swamp Thing. So um, I've entered a completely new world of learning about um, horror comics, monster comics, but also more importantly, like the position that comics have had in society and and what they mean now and their ability to tell stories in it right right here right now. Yeah, and uh, and I think that. Um, um, as Michelle was talking about earlier, that they've had a, a stigma that surrounded them, um, and which they're breaking th- free of. Yes, a- yeah. absolutely. Uh, thanks in, in large measure to CCS. But, but well, Robin, you've taught here. You must. You've mm-hmm. taught them, and you help. What What are the other classes? What are the classes that are available? Well, I I, th- I think some of the classes you you were describing that Steve Bissett teaches. Well, one of them would be the history class, and and Steve really does have such an encyclopedic knowledge of, of comics history. There's a production class mm-hmm. that I think is very vital. Um, one thing that sets the school apart, I think, from other schools is that students um, really from day one need to be thinking about in terms of books. Mm-hmm. And I think so many um, young comic enthusiasts are thinking of in terms of pages. Like, they're thinking of a portfolio full of beautiful comic pages, but that's not what comic's about. Comics is a publishing art form, mm-hmm. so you need to be thinking about books. And CCS forces you to publish, like to self-publish, to create anthologies, and um, that's, that's vital, because you really need to be thinking about well, what... I was given a tour of the production... Mm-hmm. In the basement of the uh, Kalagi building, mm-hmm. and where he showed where it, yeah. the, where the room where it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, shout out to Andrew Arnold, one of our oh, yeah. uh, former students, is the uh, head art director of uh, First Second now, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 In, the, in the very first uh, CCS class, the Pioneer class. Uh, now he, I work with him every day at, at, at First Second. Um, it's it's the really CCS great. Deep State. Publishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. Um. But but let's let's see. So there's um, figure drawing. There's figure drawing. Mm-hmm. There's studio. Yeah. opening studio with Jason Lutz. And Sofiano's teachings. Yeah. 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 All all of the things that you thought you knew on um, on Photoshop and whatever, mm-hmm. and actually you didn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> because there's like ten ways to do it ten times quicker. That's been great. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, and and you also have various like artists in residence. I mean, there are. Like our fellow from yeah. uh, Lanier's, yeah, Ricardo so, yeah. Lanier's, who's yeah, here. Yeah, right. right. The, the, the Argentine cartoonist Lanier's was here today. Exactly. Yeah. And we bring through uh, 
14 or 15? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Maybe yeah. speak to that. The visiting so, artist program? Tell us about it. Um, so once a week, a visiting artist, really significant, um, you know, um, This is Sophie Hughes again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they could tell. If you hadn't told by my, the Queen's accent. Um, <laughs> So that's been one of the most exciting things for me. Yeah, every Thursday afternoon we sit down and we listen to a an artist, um, some of which have been CCS alumni, um, talk about their journey um, to being a, a, an author published, and um, and that's been fascinating. Um, so from fantasy to um, scientific stuff to anthropological to historical stuff, it's been really great and such an incredible um, thing to have at your fingertips. Yes. Mm-hmm. We also bring through like a publisher, so we have here Kevin actually yes, as well. Yes, here um, on the panel this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, bringing through publishers and agents and authors mm-hmm. and the students have like a gamut of uh, exposure and experience with these people. I think our, yeah, part of our mission is to really explore the, the past, present and potential of comics mm-hmm. and uh, we're trying to kind of, you know, I mean Sophie's a good example, her work you wouldn't think of as, you know, comics traditionally but of course, it is. It's telling stories with pictures, and um, I think oftentimes we get into this mindset of, well, you know, the industry defining what comics should look yes. like, and we're using those models. And really, you know, we're all cartoonists in this digital age. And if, you know, every time mm-hmm. I text, I see that little word balloon pop up. Yeah, sure. And you're I, right. I feel yeah. like cartooning has yeah. embedded itself. It's really part in, of the in, in, in visual communication. Yeah. You know, yeah. when I look at my my, I'm now on Instagram, and I yeah. look at the. The little boxes on my Instagram homepage, and it's like, you know, this is a grid, and as a cartoonist, you look at that and you start thinking, like, oh, how am I telling a story using using visuals? So, uh, tell me about this. Uh, how big are the classes, sure. and how long does the program run? You know, what what's the so that I did want to mention. So the curriculum has. I have to. It's my job. I can see everyone like I'm gonna get. To, I'm gonna get literal here. Yeah, it's all right. So, so that's what in, I want to hear. They're in class. They're in class Monday. Monday. <laughs> we want the facts, right? Now. I want the statistics. Um, so Monday through Friday, they're in class. Um, Monday through Thursday, technically, and then Friday is usually a studio day. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're in class from like ten to six or so. And um, and then we have field trips and and partnership schools like Dartmouth and other places that we actually we're right in we're right in we're in the Upper Valley right by Dartmouth College Master of Fine Arts Master of Fine Arts Uh degree or certificate Mm -hmm. and it's a two year duration two years Uh, Mm -hmm. the second year is a thesis year Mm -hmm. so we pair you up we pair a student up with Mm -hmm. a thesis advisor I I think also one of the things that differentiates a place like um, the Center for Cartoon Studies is its location. Mm-hmm. We are very much off the, be- off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. You have to make your own fun. Mm-hmm. There's a real <laughs> intense sense of community. Yes, you know? yes. There's yeah. one degree of separation from everything. Uh, we, we're doing projects with the local VA, mm-hmm. uh, with, engi- you know, with, with the um, Stories about engin- veterans. You know, yeah. Storing about veterans. With Dartmouth. With, with Dart- other colleges. Yeah. With other colleges. I mean, graphic medicine yes. uh, yeah. publishing. Yeah, you talking about a class you yeah. Had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like right now, um, every few weeks, we have uh, Dartmouth medical students that come here. Mm-hmm. And several of our students uh, sit in on that as well. And we're teaching a graphic medicine class. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're teaching graphic journalism. Yes. There's a, a real opportunity here to have to feel like a citizen, mm-hmm. and I I think that's that's a tricky thing in today's day and age. You know, we're we're so uh, glued to the events that are happening um, globally, mm-hmm. nationally, uh, and for students to 
you know, know that they're making a difference in the community or, or their presence in the community is really important to this community, I think, I think that registers as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I can just speak from my own personal, uh, from a personal experience, um, finally getting to see the school, to see the students. Uh, and I want to mention, the, the class is what, about 20? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, and usually, yeah the size of the class is... Every, every year we have around you know, 15 to 24 students, it depends. It's uh -huh. kind of a range, and the different tracks they may take, take uh, varies, but average age is typically 24, mm -hmm. and uh, most students pursue the MFA program. Yeah, some a little older, Somewhere some a little, little younger. younger. Yeah, well, yeah. And, well, and what I was saying, I, I, the, the industry today, today. Yeah, we're looking at you, Sophie. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I did. Sophie's not old, by the way. <laughs> She's just very. She's not even close to our, to our oldest student. <laughs> there you go. But this was a wonderful experience for me. Uh, they did be they engaged with the students. We did portfolio. I guess it, I guess I'd call reviews. it that. We yeah, looked at sure. their work. Sure. Got a chance to engage them, and then we talked about the industry. We were able to talk about what we do and engage them. So it was really a terrific day um, uh, talking comics uh, and, and walking around White River Junction. Um, did, did I leave anything out? Anything else you think our listeners would like to know about? Well, I guess, you know, the students come from around the world, mm -hmm. uh, mostly in the United States. So most of our students come from uh, across the country, but Sophie traveled even further. Um, what, what did we leave out, Yes, Sophie? I mean, Sophie's got, well, yeah, Sophie, tell us about your project, <laughs> because it really is interesting. I mean, you're, you're studying Vietnamese history. I mean, you're kind of doing work kind of based on this work that you're doing. Um, yeah, so studying Vietnamese art history and running a, a, an art tour in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, gathering a lot of oral histories and parts of history and the reason that I came here is because I was looking for a way to communicate that um, in, in a book form um, but the reason I was putting up my hand when you said if we missed anything out was, was, was not to say that well that's okay <laughs> Um, the reason I want to say something is because you have missed out something really yes. big, which is you've mentioned where we are, but you haven't talked about the beautiful surrounding countryside. Yeah. I mean, we are in one of the most stunning places that I've ever lived in my life. Mm -hmm. And the ability to go down into the dungeon of the lab where mm -hmm. all the computers and the printers are and work and work and work, and then to be able to go out and, and take a hike. There you go. Yeah. Um, through the snow, um, most of the ideas that I've had during the time that I've been here is when I'm out there in the forest on my own, mm -hmm. listening to the forest, well, good. I'm, thinking I'm, about the roots and the fungus. I'm glad you. I'm <laughs> glad you made me pay attention for sure. But and I, I mean, will add. Really special. I will add another place. thing. Just a, a, a personal interest to me is. I mean, it's history as this sort of train junction. I mean, there's a the the, the images of train. Not only are there trains everywhere it seems but the images of the train seem to be all over the town uh, and kind of obviously part of its its history and its legacy sure. yeah sure yeah. so um, and Amtrak I mean it's still it, it no longer has quite the amount of traffic it used yeah, to but yeah. um, but it still is it's yeah. you know Amtrak transports comes both people between and, Montreal and yeah. uh, New York yeah. City yeah. every day yeah twice a day yep. uh, well look uh, woo -woo. thank you <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you all for being on more to come thank, thank you. you thank you thank you